Sports Minutes with Elliot Danker and Ziaul Roshan. Money FM 89.3. It is now time for Sports Minutes. Elliot Danker and Ziaul Roshan. I know you're preparing for Chinese New Year. And if you're the type that uh, you go visiting, you don't really feel it. Hey, maybe your relatives have uh, some kind of a sports subscription. Maybe they do, but speaking of sports subscription, I've realised some telcos are offering free channels this weekend. So even if you don't subscribe to it, I don't know if the sports channels are included. Go check it out for yourself, but you might be able to get it. Cross fingers. Uh, Maybe at least you can watch the African Cup of Nations. But we'll talk about that later on. Um, I I like how before we get together and do this recording, we talk about matches that happen overnight. And your reaction this morning was, huh? Chelsea played. Uh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was completely caught off guard that Chelsea had a FA Cup replay. Surprise, surprise. They won 3-1 against Aston Villa and boy, did they need that victory. Was that a surprise though? Because we're talking about Aston Villa, the Unai Emery that we've been praising a lot uh, for the past couple of weeks this season. I think it did come as a surprise purely because of how dire Chelsea have been in recent yeah, weeks, losing yeah. uh, 4-2, I believe, to Wolves at the weekend, and then before that, 4-1 to Liverpool. So it's been difficult. Pressure has been mounting on Pochettino, so for them to book the spot in the next round of the FA Cup was quite telling. But when Pochettino spoke post-match to ITV, he debunked the notion of pressure at all. Have a listen. Maurizio, can I ask you, is the Chelsea job almost like no other job in management? A, because of the success of the last 20 years, and B, and a lot of this was before you arrived, the amount of money that has been spent. Does that make it a unique job in English management? Of course, it's the most difficult thing. But we are talking about, you know, expectations, you know. But they need time. They need time. Always, you know, we are talking about the, the most maybe uh, young young team uh, on, the, on the Premier League, um, with the expectations so high, and it's normal that sometimes the player feel, you know, the pressure to play and to perform uh, and to win and to and to be in the top four and challenge, you know, for big things. And it's not easy to manage all this. In I was talking in the press conference uh, yesterday that uh, it's too many things that, uh, like a coaching staff, we are dealing and difficult to explain to the people. But look, uh, with this type of performance, I think uh, make make us very, very pleased because I think we are capable. All the people that we really believe from the beginning that capable to perform in this way, now we can we can feel that this that is true. Um, the trust from the player and the belief from the player, I think, in us is there. It's uh, is 200 percent. And yes, maybe the environment is a little bit some noises, but. That is football. That is my my show. It's our show. Mauricio Pochentino, Chelsea manager, speaking to ITV post-match there. You do wonder, him talking about pressure, I mean, how must he feel when he hears the crowds chanting Roman Abramovich, Jose Mourinho? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he feels the pressure, especially when the crowd want to go back to those heydays, shall we say, of Chelsea doing so well under Roman, under Jose Mourinho. But yeah, yeah. times have changed and I think that's the point Pochettino is making as well, right? New ownership, the landscape of football has changed, competition is at an all-time high. They have uh, arguably one of the youngest squads in the Premier League. So I think fans need to manage their expectations, but I guess observers like me and you also have to understand that this Chelsea team are not going to 
compete with the Man Citys and the Liverpools immediately. See, I don't think that's fair, you know, that people are saying that. And it's like you're being nice to, to Chelsea, not you as in a, a lot of people are being nice because or maybe I'm not seeing the bigger picture or we aren't realising the bigger picture. Let me explain. With Manchester United, everyone, you know, puts them down. Oh, you're Manchester United, you have this badge, you have this history. But with Chelsea, oh, it's a young team. Maybe with regard to what Pochentino said, the young players feeling the pressure, maybe they have built so much history now with the Abramovich and the Jose's, the titles that they've won, they set a new era. Maybe there is pressure with that badge. There definitely will be pressure because of the recent history, but I don't think we can compare them to Manchester wow. United. And this is not me speaking as a Manchester United fan. I need to caveat that, I'm just right? here to fan the flames. <laughs> exactly, and you're doing a good job of it, but... I think Chelsea are quite new an entity yeah, like that. Yeah. And and while Pochettino is there speaking quite bullishly in terms of why the fans should give him time, you can feel it. There yeah. is relief in his tone and, and he knows how important the victory last night was. I'm looking at Chelsea's upcoming fixtures. Yeah. They, they face Crystal Palace at the weekend, which I think on paper should be three points for Chelsea because Palace have been dire. Yeah, 14th but, place. Exactly. But after that, Chelsea play Manchester City, Tottenham and Liverpool back-to-back. So so he needs the points where he can just to build some confidence heading into these big, big games. Crystal Palace themselves uh, dealing with a bunch of rumours. Uh, one in particular, Graham Porter, touted to take charge of Crystal Palace. Good gosh. Uh, let's see how that goes. Uh, but let's talk about the other big guns happening this weekend. Uh, we start off on Saturday. Uh, I believe Manchester City are facing off against Everton. Everton's done pretty okay, pretty decent. Yeah, considering the ten- point that were docked yeah. from Everton for those FFP uh, irregularities I think they've done okay but they go up against yeah. a Man City yeah. team who we know it's this time of the yeah. year where they're going to click into gear they may be second or third in the Premier League table at the moment but everybody has touted them as favourites so yeah. it, playing City at home is going to be a difficult difficult task for Everton yeah Everton's still in the relegation zone sitting at 18th uh, Liverpool have a straightforward game against uh, the likes of Burnley Newcastle face on against Nottingham Forest though that can be quite a tricky game uh, but all eyes should be on Spurs Spurs against Brighton why do I say that because if you think about it this morning you've had Chelsea face off against Aston Villa Villa didn't play so well if I'm a Spurs player or manager I'm going hey good because these guys are the ones that are in our way to get into that top four or even higher yeah, certainly. I think Spurs are very much in the hunt for that top four place yep. like you speak of. And then we will speak about Aston Villa who play Manchester United this weekend as well. So there's a chance that either Aston Villa or Manchester United drop some points. So Spurs will be thinking this assignment against a Brighton team who have been Jekyll and Hyde. Yes, they catch the eye when they play well, but they're also susceptible to conceding and conceding a lot when they lose. I think they lost to Luton 4-0 quite recently. So Tottenham themselves... Welcoming back James Madison. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll do well. I think Son Heung Min should be in the mix because we'll talk about the Asian Cup later, but Korea are not at the Asian yeah. Cup anymore. So, yeah. Son to come back. There's a lot to look forward to to Spurs, and I think they will want to be reaching that stage of the season 24, 25 games in where you're closing in on your targets for the season. Spurs need the points, and they'll be looking to get three against Brighton. I wish you could see uh, Raushan explain all of this with that pen in his hands. <laughs> He's giving me a very Sky Sports <laughs> vibe. I like it. Um, before we talk about the United Villa game, uh, let's talk about Arsenal, who really need to you know, try and regalvanize the season, especially after beating Liverpool. Uh, they go up against West Ham. Uh, in theory, it shouldn't be a 
too big a problem. United thrashed them 3 0. Yeah, if Manchester United can thrash a team, it's quite telling of West Ham's troubles, right? Yeah. Look, I think this should be. On paper, a straightforward assignment for Arsenal. But I think it's crucial that Arsenal win this. Because no point celebrating so much, getting called out for celebrating when you beat Liverpool. <laughs> yes, that's right. And then you go up against West Ham and then don't manage to secure all three points. Right? I think it's important for West Ham. Calvin Phillips needs a good game. He's had two shocking games since making the switch from Man City. And then we're all looking to uh, the Euros in the summer. Yeah. And Gareth Southgate will be making those decisions. So I think... Calvin Phillips needs a good game. All things considered, I suspect Arsenal will get the job done. Okay, not too long ago, Manchester United faced off against Aston Villa. They were home now. They go to Villa Park. Uh, That game, uh, a lot of comments about how United were never really in control and somehow managed to squeeze out a 3-2 victory. Uh, This time around, will the real Aston Villa please stand up? (laughs) That's a very fair point, right? Aston Villa definitely have caught the eye early on in the season and then lost their way slightly. That 3-2 loss you spoke of, it was one of those basketball type games Manchester yeah, United yeah. scoring late on but Hoyland started scoring then hasn't stopped scoring since so that's good news from a Manchester United perspective for Aston Villa hopefully having played midweek that will mean they are slightly tired because I looked at the lineup that Aston Villa put out last night it was a very strong lineup so it's not like Unai Emery is saving the players for Manchester United I just hope the extra rest for Manchester United helps them but for Manchester United Lissandro Martinez is going to be a big big miss Gosh, so someone yeah, like Oli Watkins yeah. is going to be licking his lips running at Maguire Varane whoever plays uh, you know, and funny enough, and not to be biased, that probably is uh, the most delicious l- matchup this weekend mm. uh, of the entire list because everything else seems so straightforward. But then again, it's the Premier League. You never know. Exactly. Okay, uh, let's talk closer to home uh, where we've got an Asia Cup, Asian Cup final happening. Uh, you mentioned Song Hyo Min is not in the mix. So will he return in time for Spurs? Uh, host Qatar seems to be doing okay. Yeah, host Qatar <laughs> looking to make it back-to-back victories in the Asian Cup. They'll face Jordan in the final that's happening Saturday 11pm that's as well free to air on MeWatch so oh, if really? you want okay. you can check it out on Saturday night but it's an enticing prospect despite South Korea not being there like Son Heung-min is such a yeah. household name this part of the world S- they stunned them Jordan exactly yeah. and, and Jordan have stunned a lot of people yeah. along yeah. the way one thing I picked out is they finished third in their group Right. And then they made it through to the knockout stages yeah, yeah, yeah. of one of the best place, yeah, yeah. best third place teams. Yeah. And we'll talk about the AFCON later. Ivory Coast did something similar as well. So the point I'm trying to make is it feels like in this day and age where they are expanding tournaments, like the top two are not the only ones making it through. They have their best third place teams as well. It's such a open opportunity for any of these teams to to, to grow into a tournament. They how don't do you, have to hit the ground running. About it? Yeah, yeah. It's like growing into a tournament. I feel I feel it's a bit more fair because and especially if you're a competing team, because sometimes you just you take a while to adjust. I disagree. Oh. I feel like you should be able to go in and go for it. I we talk about the Asian Cup, yeah, the yeah. AFCON, the World Cup. These are eight game tournaments, yeah. right? And if you can't show up for eight games, do you really then be a worthy champions? That's my question. I feel like, yes, it's a fair opportunity, but it dilutes the 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 levels, in my opinion, yeah. this is. I mean, Jordan clearly have put out a good show despite finishing third in their group. 
But maybe the traditionalists in mm. meetings, you need to show up for the group stages, right, right. do well in your group, and then go through. Like, you don't go through by the skin of your teeth and then you ride your luck slightly because that's knockout football, right? I think, I think it's fair because, especially if it's a World Cup, right, you would have had warm-up games in the lead-up. Mm. International mm. warm-up games or friendly games, right? But with these, in the middle of the season, tournaments, a bit tricky, but yeah, that's what makes the game exciting. Exactly, but having said that, I've caught a bit of the Asian Cup here and there and there's been some great football yeah. on play. Yeah. It's nice to see the World Cup stadiums as they were, the venues being used for yeah. another yeah. Uh, world-class tournament. So should be an exciting final. I suspect Qatar will have a bit too much because they're playing at home as well. But the way Jordan are going, you never know. Okay, we need to uh, pick a favourite for this uh, African Cup of Nations final. I mean, it's it's Nigeria against Ivory Coast. Uh, before we dive into the teams, do you have a favourite? Wow, that's a big, big question. I'm, I must be honest, I haven't caught enough of the Africa Cup of Nations as much as I would like. But historically... I like Ivory Coast only because I fancy Didier Drogba as one of the greatest strikers ever to play yeah, in the Premier League. And yeah. we also talk about beyond football, what Drogba did in terms of, I believe there was unifying the country in turbulent times using football. So Ivory Coast for me has a bit more storied past and I feel a bit connected to them. To go as far as say as supporting them, I don't know. Wow, that's so poor Victor Osman. <laughs> he won't come to Man United because of you. I, I am... I'm supporting Ivory Coast mm. as well, uh, but not because of history or, or, or Didier Drogba. But I, I, you know me, I love a good story, right? And right now, here presents the story of a certain Sebastian Alla. Brilliant. I mean, if he takes this title, I, I'd be so happy for this man, you know, to have come back from, I, I believe it was testicular cancer. You know, he's doing well for Dortmund and now uh, he just missed out on the Bundesliga title last season. But, you know, if you can get this, how nice. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We talk about storylines. We've talked about storylines this past week itself in terms of other sports. But this storyline transcends the sport almost, right? To come back from cancer and then hopefully lead your nation to glory. And Ivory Coast, just to touch on them, I touched that they finished third in their group. Another storyline is they sacked their manager midway through the tournament. They hired an interim manager and here they are in a final. So, yes, there's that heartwarming story for Haller, but what a sporting story it would be if this interim manager comes in and leads Ivory Coast to AFCON glory. Spain, this is how it's done, remember? Exactly. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a great game, this AFCON final. I mean, it is Ivory Coast against Nigeria, whatever you want to say. Both teams are fantastic. And I'm sure all the sporting agents will be licking their lips after this is done. Yep, they certainly will be. There's so much to look forward to. Elliot, just before we go, one last question, one last match I want to look forward to very quickly. Real Madrid against Girona. First against second in La Liga. Quickly give me a prediction. Is Girona to take it? Oh, I, I say... Mean, the, the dragons are going to come out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you win. Sports Minutes on Money FM 89.3.